find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Oh, hi. If you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation, check out Anything Bones, now part of the Podmoth Network. Hey, Boneheads, I'm Sophie Schwartz. And I'm Caitlin Hart. And we're the hosts of Anything Bones, the podcast where we talk about bones and bone-related topics. Soph, what are bone-related topics? Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs. Bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage! everyone and welcome back to another episode of cryptic cocktail party a show where we have a few drinks share a few laughs and take a dive into the unknown i'm your host dave and i'm joined once again by nicholas Seinsman. what's going on champion oh you know living the dream currently uh drinking in the basement of a listener of the show jack swimer jack thank you for letting me use your your basement as now, i record this now just just so the listeners know you know jack you didn't just show up to some random listener's house uh, no, I uh, I kind of beat down the door and was like, hey, this is Nick from, you know, the sometimes co-host of Cryptid Cocktail Party. I need to use your basement and crash your daughter's first birthday party. Yeah, it was an emergency. We had to get this done. Yeah, thousand, a couple hundred miles away from Philadelphia. Well, I mean, whatever. Uh, all right, man. Well, you look good. I'm glad you're uh, out there celebrating. I got I know that my brain feels like it's going to explode. Um, well, we're doing something different today. Yeah, because your brain feels like it's going to explode. Why don't I? Uh, why don't I take the reins on this one? Yeah, I like take it when the- you take the reins. Uh- <laughs> that that wasn't me- meant to sound sexual. Well, we're uh, we're going to actually hop into a time travel in DeLorean today because we're going all the way back to 1986, so kind of around when you know you were born. Yeah, essentially. That's, that's I was 87, so so the, I yeah, just right exactly. in my wheelhouse. I'm I'm pretty sure I was probably you know you were actually probably the you know the being that's in subject, you know, it's going to be talked about today. Um, so to, we're, we're back in 1986. We're in Houston, Texas, right? Now, when you think of Texas, right? All right. When I think of Texas, what do you think of? Uh, Alex Jones, the Alamo. Uh, Foxy, I don't know. Uh, armadillos. Uh, are they in, are they in Texas? Cacti. Yeah, those are I'm pretty sure those are in Texas. Sam Houston. Okay. That was a guy, right? Yeah. Davy Crockett. I don't know if he was from Texas, but I'm pretty sure he died in Texas. Yeah. Pretty sure he died at the Alamo. All right, this bit's going on too long. <laughs> it was too long there. So when you think of Texas, I mean the first things I think of are, you know, the the scene from Pee Wee Herman when they talk about everything's bigger in Texas mm-hmm. and the line, Houston, we have a problem, which takes place, you know, is actually at the Johnson Space Center which is where this story will be taking place. Okay. Right. So this 
This entire story takes place for maybe five minutes. The encounter is not even five, five minutes, minutes. Long. How is this a whole episode? Oh, it is a whole episode. Don't you worry. Goddamn. All uh, right. <laughs> so Johnston Space, uh, uh, Johnston Space Center is obviously run by America's governing body of space exploration, NASA. Space. It's actually where we get space, space exploration. Uh, and that's where we get the term Houston. We have a problem. And in a undisclosed day in 1986, Houston did have a very big problem as there was a literal gargoyle patrolling and sitting on top of the (laughs) Houston. Would you like to know about Frank Shaw's gargoyle, Dave? Oh, my God, dude. I want to know everything about this gargoyle. <laughs> oh, my God. I was not expecting that. <laughs> so when I asked you the other day whether or not you wanted aliens or cryptids, I already knew what we were doing. I just wanted to know what you <laughs> what you wanted to do because this story has both. Uh, is okay. All right. Is it a, so? Is it a cryptid? Is it both in one? Like, is the is the gargoyle an alien? We'll we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. It, it's right. a little it's a little fuzzy, but we'll get to it. All right. I'll try. I'll try not to interrupt so much. I'm gonna have so many questions. So <laughs> good. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Um, the main county or the main person who you know experienced this was a archivist named Frank Shaw. Frank had worked. You know, was one of those guys that would frequently work. You know, burn the midnight oil. Was there working on whatever undisclosed NASA projects that were going on in 1986? Probably some, probably some Cold War stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and one night he gets out a little bit later than normal, uh, and as he was leaving the building, he immediately realized and felt that someone was watching him. Right, okay. and he yeah. looked around and he sees no one in the parking lot, not a soul. So, you know, it's besides the streetlights, there's really nothing going on. And as he's looking around, he starts to get this, the notion that he should probably, I don't know, look up on, you know, just, just take a, take a <laughs> peek into the skies. <laughs> so he looks up and on top of one of the buildings on the center or in the, in the lot, there was a tall humanoid figure, jet black, like okay. just jet black humanoid figure. Right? Yeah. Uh, and Shaw immediately was just frozen in fear. Right. Well, as, yeah. There's, there's, there's nothing worse than getting, having the feeling that someone is watching you. And then I feel like it's even fucking more terrifying when you realize it's a giant black humanoid figure standing on top of a building. Like <laughs> I would yeah. be paralyzed with fear too. There's no way I would just oh, be yeah. like, Oh no, that's normal. All right. So Sean described. See, okay. Bye. Sean, <laughs> okay. Bye. I'm just hanging out. Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean described it as a about seven to eight feet tall. You know, as most of these cryptids or one-off cryptids are. Too big. Uh, jet black. And he referred to it as almost having like a cape, right? But the cape, instead of being fabric, was almost like wrinkly flesh, right? So just kind of imagine like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Oh, God. So Sean now <laughs> frozen in fear uh, is, <laughs> it's not ideal. Oh, it gets so much weirder. Uh Shaw now frozen in fear gets the feeling that you know this gargoyle as he called it was getting off on the fact that he you know the gargoyle knew that Frank was terrified getting off's the wrong term but you know he was enjoying the fact that yeah. Frank was terrified well it's kind of like shadow people are like are like the hat man like they don't they don't get off on your fear but it kind of like feeds them almost like a they yeah they like revel a, in it like a psychic they like they're getting hyped up like it gets them like pumped 
Right. Yeah. Which is fucking terrifying. Well, so I mean, my immediate. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it might not terrifying to them, but terrifying to us. Uh, so multiple people have kind of related this or described this almost to be like Jeepers Creepers. Oh. Where, you know, it's like super wrinkly, you know, that type of thing. Uh, and then so bad. <laughs> it's not ideal. It's not ideal in the slightest. Isn't, but, the, isn't um, the director like a fucking like, uh, I think he's like a, a pedo. Yeah. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. That's what I thought. All right. Sorry. Continue. Um, so Shaw sits there for about, you know, a minute just being terrified. And then he is instantly like breaks as he describes, described it as a stupor. How yeah. he had time to rip a few beers and get hammered is beyond me, but he <laughs> referred to it as a stupor. Um, because the creature started to move, it was making like a cracking noise, almost like you would hear with concrete like breaking and stuff like oh. that to reveal two giant leathery bat wings just like protrude I, out of the skin cape. I hate because. There's I hate nothing, everything about it. There's nothing more visceral, like when you're watching like a horror movie or like, or like something like that, where like someone's turning into a werewolf and all you hear is like bones and flesh <laughs> cracking. I fucking hate it. I mean, I love it, but I fuck like if I if that, that ever happened to me in real life, I'd probably just end it. I think. Like, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can die from literal oh, yeah. fear, right? I feel like that's something. Like I, my my heart would explode. I think if it was either of us in this situation, we would both pretty much die. It would break Almost my mind. Immediately. I'd be broken. I would crack just in half. Just physically just snap in half. Just physically just snap in half. And then pull the old switch, my body breaks in half. And then the sound of your flesh and bones cracking would just make it worse. You just fold into yourself so hard. You become so dense. You just turn into like a black hole. Like the density of a dying sun just turns into you. Everything dies around you. (laughs) The gargoyle dies around you. Um, So Frank then beelined from the building that he was in into his car. Uh, as as he was doing that, he fumbled his keys literally in front of his car. So this is in a traditional this is form, a- <laughs> exactly. It's uh, and he looked back only once to notice that the creature was you know g- blasting off, like flapping its wings. Powerful wind, you know, was being around it. You can hear the wind and the gusts. Like a uh, flop, flop. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. So he finally get, rips his car door open dives into the car yeah apparently, yeah just dives into his car drives back you know how he didn't get a speeding ticket is beyond me because you know texas drove back to where uh, just home just home how do you just, just go home after that i have no idea but he beelined to his house did guess, not look back I to see home is like safe like it's like when, it's like when you played hide and seek or like tag you have like a base like right yeah like that's it's home base yeah, yeah no, nothing you get in here just pull the covers over your head turn yeah. the lights off yeah you're safe Right. I still have that mentality so he, to this day. <laughs> oh yeah, you and me both. You and me both. I like I if anything ever happens, I know where I'm going in my house to feel the most safe. It's mm-hmm. great. It's called a plan of action. Yeah. Is it the smartest? Probably not. Will I still get murdered? Probably yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Uh <laughs> so he gets home. Uh he goes inside, his family immediately knows that something happened. He's they're like, oh, well, yeah, Frank, he probably looks like on? fucking hell. Like he saw death. Yeah. So he gathers himself as much as he could, and he tells his family what he sees. He tells his wife and his young daughter, Desiree, who will come into the story later on. Oh, no, Desiree. <laughs> oh, Desiree. Oh, no. She's fine, right? She's, she's fine. Yeah, yeah. She, she, okay. no, no, one, no one dies. Okay. <laughs> no one dies. Just they well, have years of therapy. No, no human dies. We'll get to that in a oh, minute. Oh, no. 
Oh yeah. You're gonna uh, might want to take a swig of a beer in about a couple minutes. All right, yeah. So he tells uh he tells his family what you know he saw. Now her Desiree has described her father as a you know a pretty straight shooter. If he says something, you know, for the most part, it's pretty spot on. So they immediately believe him, right? Yeah. But because he does work for NASA and he's an archivist, they you know they probably you know they nudge him. Hey, you, you might not want to tell work about this because they're gonna think you're crazy and your credibility is gonna be shot to shit. But I mean, it's also it's NASA in the eighties. I mean, they don't they don't have cameras kicking around. You would think so. You yeah, like especially like like a highly so. classified not classified, but I'm sure the lot of stuff there is like it's probably very well fortified. You can't just wander on to like. Oh, exactly. It's it's technically it'd be you know it's government property. Yeah, it'd be right? like a so you just can't you just can't walk around. Yeah, so you tell me this. So, I feel like he should tell someone. I guess if they don't have any way to like ver- like it would sound crazy because this is this is insane. Right. All right. Right. It's like peak peak eighties. You know, Cronenberg's on the movies. You know, mid. You know, all that stuff. It's it's satanic panic going sa- on. Sa- exactly. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Too too much for little Frank Shaw's brain to comprehend. Now, after a couple weeks of you know sleepless nights and just a couple weeks, a terif- couple weeks, it so goes on a couple weeks of he doesn't tell anybody. So for he a saw weeks. this and then just like kept going back to work and like just oh yeah vibing for a couple weeks yeah. without saying a word yeah, to anyone, maybe like a week or two, maybe not like three or four, but like maybe one or two. That's still too right? long. And we'll we'll get to you know why time is a little you know hazy on like in between events gotcha. in a minute. All right. So he finally realized or comes to his senses, well, this is a, you know, it's government property. There's a lot of sensitive projects going on here. I should probably tell somebody. Yeah. So he goes to his immediate supervisor. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would go. I don't know if I'd go immediate supervisor. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd go to the mail room first and kind of like test the waters, see what they think. And then if they think I'm insane, be like, I don't. Well, luckily enough, his immediate supervisor and him were, you know, they were friends. They'd been there for quite a long time. After his story is done, uh, you know, Frank is immediately thinking, well, here I go. I'm being going to be thrown into a padded room. My career as a, a NASA archivist is, is over. Yeah. To his shock, his supervisor, you know, was like, you know, you're really not the first person to tell us that. Oh, no. Right. I need you to go into detail with me on what happened. So Frank, you know, kind of breaks everything down, breaks, you know, goes back into extreme detail of everything he can remember. And his supervisor to, you know, to try and console him, tells him that a secret file was actually opened not too far in the past because two of the sweet baby German shepherds that were guard dogs on base were brutally murdered and stuck dry <laughs> oh. like the Chupacabra. No. Like, similar to the Chupacabra murders. Wait, hold so, on. So for, first of all, was, were, were two German shepherds all of NASA's security plan? For that specific building, it, they had them like roaming that okay. area. But still, right. I still feel that's like a little, little. They need to have at least six. A little lackluster, or just yeah. some people with guns, or. Well, to, from all accounts, you know, there was never any specific attacks on purpose or on people, mm-hmm. right? So, Frank instantly is like, okay, well, I'm not crazy. Perfect. However, his story makes it up all the way up to top of the line. Yeah. Right? Like people in DC, you know, NASA, DC is like, absolutely not. We got to put a squash to this. So they send out two, eight supposed, <laughs> two supposed NASA, 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 NASA agents to, you know, interview everybody and anybody that, that, has, has, that seen, has seen it. I've right. seen the gargoyle. Right. Uh, 
and it's not like a good interview. It, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's like an interrogation, basically. It, they pretty much sent the men in black on them. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. Exactly. I fucking love the men in black. Well, I don't. They're terrifying and I'm pretty sure they're not human, but still. Exactly. Which is funny that you say that because the, again, supposed agents want to go visit, visit the Shaw family. Okay. Right. And they questioned Frank, his wife, and his young daughter, Desiree. Uh, and afterwards, and this went on for a few hours, uh, they pulled Frank aside and essentially told Frank that if he wanted to keep his family safe, he is never to talk about this again. Now, <laughs> that's true men in black fashion. Dude, this, exactly. I love how the, they treat this like the same way that. Do you did you hear anything about that? Um, Hasbro sending the Pinkertons to some dude who received the wrong Magic the Gathering set. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. for some reason in my head, I'm just like, this reminds me so much of that for some reason. This is so off topic, but anyways, continue. So Frank terrified being that he is a government employee and he works, you know, he's not like he's just a, a drone at NASA. He's mm. an arch, you know, he works in the archives. So he knows, you know, pretty much all of, or I'm assuming, you know, he guy knows a lot of the, you know, the, the Blackwater stuff has a lot of, He's privy to a lot of information that most people wouldn't yeah, he's, have he's, their he's, hands he's on. Yeah, he's in and outs. He probably knows a little bit more than the average uh, or ag- average desk jockey there. Exactly. So Frank doesn't say a word of this. When people ask him about it, he apparently would like turn away, wouldn't say anything. Well, yeah, dude, like, he just had two fucking aliens <laughs> threaten his family and his life. Like, <laughs> I would be quiet too. But at the same time, also, I probably wouldn't. I can't stop talking about shit that I probably shouldn't talk about all the time. It's, got, it's gotten me in trouble more than once. Well, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it, it's also like mid to late 80s. There's a lot of shit going on with like, you know, just the government as a whole. Everyone's going fucking crazy. Terrorism's yeah. on the rise. You know, like he doesn't want to be charged with treason. Fair. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't say anything. Right. For 18 years. Not a word. Doesn't say anything. Uh, but his daughter was like, no, fuck this. I'm not like not letting this go. This is a great story. Like my dad clearly saw something. Yeah. So she's going to be like in her 20s at this point, right? Yeah. So 1986, let me whip out the old, <laughs> the old calculator here. <laughs> Do you know how, how old was she in 1986? Well, it was 2004 when she gave the interview. Yeah. Who'd she give the interview to? Was it George Norrie? Please tell me it was fucking George Norrie. No, I think it, I believe it was Nick Redford. Oh, uh, it's not whatever. Yeah, not as cool. <laughs> yeah, we all know how you feel about Nick Redford. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. So she I don't gave, mind Nick Redford. It's fucking uh, the other guy, the, the other alien, Nick Pope, or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, I yeah, hate yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much all we know about you know the gargoyle, right? Was from I mean, there was, was from the like, daughter's retelling of the story. It's, Right, it's from the daughters retelling the story. Now gotcha. it's unclear whether or not Frank Shaw is dead. Uh, I would love to know everyone else's encounter. Right, I mean, there's a whole file. Right, so it's not like it's one or two people. It was, and the fact that two dogs were killed. Like, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to be said about this. Right now, my immediate first thought was, this isn't the first time that we've seen like cryptids around bases or alien like activity and like UFO activity around bases. I mean, the Rendlesham forest with the UFOs. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole theory. I never heard of a fucking fleshy winged gargoyle. Yeah, dude. Like, what is that? It's, it has Mothman vibes a right. little bit. It has Mothman vibes. It has Owlman of, uh, of Cornwall vibes. 
Um, there's a lot of like things that I wish we had more details on, but it is a very cool like one-off cryptid because of the fact that like, yeah. you know, it's not like it's just, you know, like Sam the Sandown Clan. It's not like two kids. It's a NASA archivist. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's this guy's got some credibility. He says a lot. It's no it explains why he didn't why he didn't say anything for 18 years after you know Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith and the less jiggy kind or jiggy with it kind came to come visit him. Uh, but it's a cool story. I think that it's, you know, I don't know. I don't actually, Dave, I would, I'd, I would like to know what you think about it. Give me, give me your thoughts, questions. All right. So, all right. I don't even know where to begin. It's all bad. So it was, it was just a very short sighting, Yeah, but it has all the best elements. It has weird fleshy creatures. It's got men in black, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's got threatening small children. Also, big fan. <laughs> uh, now, does Texas have those flying fox bats? Is that like a thing? Could it have been like, is there any animal that it could be? Was it a harpy eagle or something like that? Well, I know that like Texas isn't a, is a huge bat country to begin with. Yeah. Uh, if you go to like Austin, like you'll literally see, you know, on certain bridges, you'll legitimately see like just hundreds of bats just swarm around you like that scene of uh dark night where Christian Bale goes into the cave and it's just, like, you know, <laughs> no. uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. Like it's weird. It's weird as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I would do. I would, I would cry. It's super bizarre. I mean, the fact that like it takes place in like a very well-known NASA base is huge. Yeah, and I did look it up. MetaZoo does have a Frank Shore, Frank Shaw gargoyle card. Do they really? I kind of want it. Yeah, that's great. That's fucking hilarious. It is great. I never heard. I'd never heard of this before. Yeah, I like. I've been trying to do as much research as I can on it. I really wish there was like more, you know, to go off of. But it, it's just such a short and obscure story. Maybe we can. Maybe we'll try and do some more research and see if we can do like a follow up episode. Because I feel like this is just the beginning. Like I feel like like the story is just like a taste of something bigger. You know what I mean? Like there has to be more to this story out there. There's no way that it's just this dude saw something and then 18 years later his daughter told the story. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a whole span in between, or also even further back, considering that they they had a file of other people who saw it. His story can't right. be the only one. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I wonder if like with all of this kind of segueing, you know, seeing a little UFO alien stuff in here. I mean, I, I wonder with all of the disclosure that we've been getting with, you know, UFOs and things like that, like, will we ever get, you know? Well, I don't know if they would ever disclose things that happened like on government property. I feel like that'd be too, like, you know what I mean? Like all, like all those sightings of UFOs that are that were like fucking with like the uh, nuclear consoles and stuff like that. Like I don't think the government straight up told us that it was like people who worked there. Like I don't think the government would be like, oh yeah, this one time <laughs> a bunch of UFOs well, yeah, fucked like their the- nukes. Like that. I don't. So I feel like they wouldn't tell us about something that happened directly on a base. But I mean, they'll definitely release footage of like something going in and out of the water near a ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that it's like. I'm sorry, it was Nick Redfern, not uh, Redford. Redfern in 2006 is when she gave the uh, isn't the it, interview. Isn't Nick Redford an actor? Am I thinking of someone else? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was thinking, I, I get them confused. Nick Redfern. Well, as long as it wasn't fucking yeah. Nick Pope, then I don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, valid. <laughs> I mean, I think you're right. I, my, what makes it even more like 
curious to me is the fact that no one else was like, yeah, here's my story, Nick Redfern, like, enjoy. Maybe they were all scared. I mean, the fact that two of them did come to the base from like, hey, you can't talk about this or we'll kill you and your wife. Yeah, but I mean, people, men in black do that shit all the time and people still talk about it. And then as far as I know, they're not dead. Maybe. Maybe. If if she told the story of her father, you would think that someone would have seen that and been like, oh, well, I have my own story. If she's talking about it and she hasn't gotten brutally murdered by two six foot tall extraterrestrials, maybe I'm safe to talk about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the fact that like, you know, her dad didn't talk about it kind of put the, you know, the fear of God into her. Right. It also doesn't say like how old Desiree was when she gave the interview. She could have been like old as dirt. There's no right? way like, what, unless she was like already like 40 in she the 80s. Been like, right. Or she could have been 20 in the 80s. Yeah, that's still only. And now she's like 50. That's not old as 55, dirt. 55, 60. I mean, in the men in black. What do they, what do, they do? They kill 50 year old woman? <laughs> Probably has parts of the story wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it, like, my thing is this is like the fact like it, it does nail pretty much everything, right? It has like. The fact that there were apparent multiple sightings of it, animal mutilations, men in black, a gov- you know, government cover up. Yeah. I think this is a I think this should be a to be continued. And then to be continued. We won't do a full episode if we can't find a but we'll definitely give an update if we could find more information. Because this is a good story. Sure. I do I like it. I do like it a lot. I was not expecting <laughs> a disgusting flesh gargoyle, but I'm happy that it happens. <laughs> It, it as soon as I heard that I paused the podcast and I was listening about it, I'm like, it's just Jeepers Creepers. Like it just yeah. sounds like Jeepers Creepers. And I wonder if the guy that like, you know, wrote that movie and like came up with the cre- or moral correction, the guy that came up with the creature design didn't know about this because it sounds just like how Creepers yeah. wings come out of his body. So such a fucking gross. I hate the sound of squelching flesh. <laughs> He he almost referred he referred to it as like dried paper cracking. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's so much worse. Yeah, it's so much worse. It's so much worse. Oh, but shit. yeah, Dave, that's the uh, that is the Frank Shaw gargoyle. Gargoyle. Ah, uh, yeah, not a fan. But I'm like, but I'll get, I'm a big fan. But I'm not a fan. Love the story, hate the creature. Kind yeah. of kind of thing going on. It, it's like love the game, hate the player it's type of thing. Very much like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, shit, exactly. Well, thanks so much for sharing the story. I'll look into. I'll try and do some digging on it too. We'll both try and continue in our investigation into the phrase. <laughs> for sure. For uh, sure. All right, uh, champ. Well, what do we got? We got a. Uh, we got Squonkapalooza coming up. Squonkapalooza coming up in August. That's going to be a ton of fun. Um, we got. You can follow us on Instagram at Cryptic Cocktail. Follow us on Twitter at Cryptic Cocktail. Follow us on Twitter at Cryptic Cocktail. Not Twitter. Insta- uh, Jesus Christ. Follow Instagram. Tick tock. <laughs> Cryptic Cocktail, Cocktail Party. party. <laughs> uh, and if you want to donate to the show, there is a link in the episode description. Um, but besides that, I don't got anything else to plug. What about you, Nick? You still uh, kicking around doing dad cast? You got new episodes coming out of that or what? Yeah, we got some new episodes coming out. Mike and I recorded one the other night. Uh, we're trying to figure out um, we're taking the show in a new direction, but we're uh, we're working away, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah! All right, well, thank you so much, everyone. And with that, Nick, say goodbye. I'll say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.